Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. In this episode, we talk with Margaret Crome, the Policy Program Director of the Michael Fields Agricultural Institute in East Troy, New York. Margaret is also a board member of the National Center for Appropriate Technology. Margaret talks about the impact of the ATRA program, which is managed by INCAT through a cooperative agreement with USDA Rural Business Cooperative Service, and the important sustainable agriculture issues she sees going into the future. Hi, this is Rich Myers with the National Center for Appropriate Technology, and today we're being joined by one of the board members of the National Center for Appropriate Technology, um, Margaret Crome, who is also, what's your, what's your position with the Michael Fields? I'm the policy program director at the Michael Fields Agricultural Institute, which is in East Troy, Wisconsin. Ah, okay. ATRA is an initiative of the National Center for Appropriate Technology, so it's fitting that we have her today talking with us on uh, ATRA Voices from the Field. How are you doing, Margaret? I'm doing really well. How about you, Rich? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, we're speaking today at the uh, SARE ATRA 30th Anniversary Conference in St. Louis. Uh, well, the conference is really wonderful. I'm, I'm really impressed that you all have done a marvelous job of helping to collaborate uh, in CAT and SARE. No big surprise that you all have brought the richness of both organizations to uh, pull together a really great conference. Excellent speakers, well-timed, thoughtful programming, and good timing, you know, plenty of time for networking, lots of really yeah. great offerings here. Every, I hear that from everybody, and I certainly have found that to be true. Um, the funny thing that I, the reason I'm on the board probably dates from the fact, dates from the days when I was um, coordinating nationally the appropriations campaign, the grassroots campaign for the sustainable ag movement. Oh. And uh, for so many, for 20 years, I coordinated this campaign and uh, largely through what is now known as the National um, Sustainable Ag Coalition, INSEC. Yeah. And so in that capacity, an interesting thing would happen. So we would only uh, lobby and coordinate and organize around the programs that were listed as our highest priorities by our members. And every year we'd go through this really frankly agonizing process to get right. everybody's votes and in the end, Year after year after year after year, SARE and ATRA topped the list, yeah. hands down. And I can say about ATRA, interestingly, it is the only program when if people thought it was in danger, I was getting calls at my home. Really? Yeah, really? people would call me up and say, how can I help? I hear danger, I hear that ATRA's in danger. Tell me, what are you doing? What can I do? That was always really striking to me. Yeah. And I would, when I would organize a fly-in into Washington, I wouldn't, in the case of ATRA, I knew after a few years that I wouldn't actually have to make sure that there were farmers there who had used ATRA because over the years I discovered I could go around the room no matter if we had say eight, ten farmers, I could be sure that I could say, so are there any farmers in here who have used ATRA? Suppose we were meeting say with USDA. Right. I could say, are there any farmers in here who have, been, who have used ATRA? And I would know ahead of time without even having asked anybody that a good 50 to 75% of the arms would shoot up. Of course I have, and they, like, they could hardly 
they outcompeted themselves for praising Andrew. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And uh, in that, so I was in that capacity, and I suspect it was because of that long history of advocating for the program that I was asked to be on the board. But I'm no, I'm now just helping the in the INSAC. I'm a consultant. I mean, I work for for Michael Fields, but they just hire me for some pieces of it because they have staff now right. to do the whole thing, which is good and it's healthy. Um, so I do pieces of it. But other people, I'm so happy to tell you, coordinate the heavy lifting on most of the campaign. But I still happily have remained on the INCAT board because, quite honestly, I've been on many boards over my years, but I have never been on the board of an organization that was as well run. INCAT's the best run organization I've ever known up close. And it is, every time I look a little more closely, I find more good. Yeah. I don't unearth any dirty secrets, I unearth <laughs> treasure. And that's really unusual. You know, we were just in Mississippi. The board uh, had its wow. meeting in Jackson. And we had an opportunity to see some of the collaborating organizations that INCAT's brought together in <coughs> serving the communities around some of which are some of the very poorest counties in the exactly. country. Yeah. Uh, and it was inspiring to hear some of the leaders of those organizations. And in such areas, you often find organizations compete against each other. Hmm. And they said that they had. Really? But they said yeah. that if it hadn't been for INCAT, they weren't going to probably have ever gotten together to find how they could collaborate together to make a heavier lift and a bigger lift and more forward motion. And I think we all were so grateful and so proud that INCAT brings not only funding to the table and strategy and smarts, but an appreciation for subtlety and culture and interpersonal cultivation of collective action on things that matter. Collaboration is a very big deal with INCAT. With um, uh, other agencies, you know, USDA agencies and private foundations, you know, it's really, I think, a strong suit of the organization. I totally do, and also you hire super capable people. I would say another distinct distinction at INSAC is that uh, in, in, INCAT, hey. In, another distinction of INCAT, I think, is that the staff is about service. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's truly about how can we help, and that includes listening really well. Uh, I think INCAT has its ear to the ground. It listens to what's needed. It does unbelievably exhaustive third-party evaluations of how its programming goes. ATRA is one of the best evaluated programs in the country, and no big surprise, one of the best performing <coughs> because you have listened so carefully so well so long to know what your stakeholders need and you've adjusted mm -hmm. and changed I thought this morning's presentation uh, by Rex and Guy was perfect in illustrating that talking about having evolved from the a, a, a respond to telephone inquiries on paper and individual letters to people, right. shifting from that to publications and shifting from that to websites and webinars and on we out, you know, onward we go and YouTube and I think um, 
ATRO really listens well. And I think that that um, has been the reason that all over the country, I can say that there's no part of this country where I've been, if I mention ATRA, people don't just leap to tell me how good it is. I sometimes just for the fun of it. When somebody is a farmer and they tell me they were interning on someone's farm, I said, oh, how did you find out about the internship? Knowing ahead of time right. that they are very likely to say, as they almost <laughs> always do, oh, I got on the ATRA website. Yeah. And the same thing with farmers. Oh, where did you find your interns? Oh, I, got, I found them on the ATRA website. It's just one of the examples of the ways that ATRA has figured out what's needed and provided it. And it's just, it's about service. Yeah, it's really true. And I just think that when people um, ask for questions, you know, ask questions about any number of topics, I do grant writing workshops to teach people how to write grants and how to use federal programs. And I make a point of saying, as we leaf through the guide I've put together of federal resources, I always make a point of saying, now on page, I think it's nine, if I remember. If you look on page nine, you're going to see an organization. Anybody in here ever used ATRA? And again, the hands go up. And I say, for those who haven't, and I just explain why that, you know, some of the, a few of the many, many publications that you have available. And, you know, it's so common when people have questions, I can say, well, you know, go, go, go look at the ATRA website. Years ago, when I was doing a lot of that coordinating all of the grassroots um, you know, lobbying and effort on behalf of the funding. We had in Wisconsin a member of Congress who was the chair of the full approach committee, mm -hmm. and then of course ranking minority when the Democrats were in the minority. But he, uh, his staffer, uh, asked me challenging questions whenever he could, and one of those challenging questions about ASHRA was, yeah, so so who actually uses it? Really. And so I just asked INCAT to deliver to me the list of the questions that had come in the previous, I don't know what period of time. And it was fascinating. He was dumbfounded and he became an instant convert. And he was always after that, always an advocate. He, um, it was interesting that so many extension agents used ATRA. He hadn't known how critical ATRA was to support the extension system's efficiencies. And he learned that people who he had kind of, I suspected, thought were in competition, right. were in fact dependent upon ATRA's hardworking, get it done, tradition and sense of service. Well, you're talking about ATRA sort of keeping its ear to the ground about uh, needs of the of the community as it were what do you think is coming up in that regard what are some of the upcoming yeah, needs in the community the, yeah well one of them i saw i was pleased to see in your list of uh publications of your many but there were several out there on your stand this morning as i was looking at it, and one on urban agriculture so right. smart it's really important and it is a small section of agriculture but it's really important that actress they're listening and moving it forward and I also appreciate that we have uh, a lot of information about cover crops. Personally, I think it's really gonna be important for us to be talking not just about cover crops, but cover crops and associated systems. So we're bringing in small grains. We're understanding the role of nurse crops and we understand that you know it isn't just cover crops alone. 
that are going to help increase infiltration into the, you know, and, and reduce runoff and help strengthen soil health. You, you know, there's no question, I'm sure you've witnessed it here at this conference, the interest in soil health is exploding. Oh, absolutely. And so I think they're probably, I actually haven't looked to see what resources we currently have at NCAT, but I'm sure, and I'm sure there are plenty, but it wouldn't be surprising um, if there were areas associated with the economics around uh, cover crops where that would be an area to really keep working hard to make sure that because it's cutting edge stuff and so it will require being right there at the edge yeah. but that's an issue that everybody is always asking about the economic because it's tricky cover crops are tricky that right. way tricky for crop insurance reasons that's the other area that NCAT has done a marvelous job of uh, building leadership on and that is on crop insurance Jeff Shazinski's long history of working on crop insurance and then Mike Morris is having engaged mm -hmm. on and work. Jeff just updated his uh, yeah his publication on that so so that's really important and I think uh, other aspects of risk management mm -hmm. would be another area that it would make sense to to be thinking and I don't know what we have I know we must have quite a lot having to do with beginning farmers it's a, it's a, it's a very much an emphasis now. Yeah, we have uh, we just recently completed a tutorial about it, for example. That seems to me to be important. And there, the other area in that realm. I don't know if we have worked very much with Farm Commons, which is a really great legal resource, hmm. similarly oriented towards service. You know, they mostly operate from grants, so they don't really have individual legal clients mostly they mostly do it to kind of help themselves learn about issues but mostly they don't take on legal clients and they have lots of really good publications and i think it would be a really smart thing for incat and atra to co-reference them and to really to work to work with them because i think that you would find that some of the issues where people come to incat they would be served well by getting some of those resources and vice versa that people who come to farm commons for legal resources didn't quite fully understand that they probably also needed some of these other marketing and other resources so one other issue uh, one other aspect of atra that's unusual and quite uh, wonderful in the way it affects a region is that we have regional offices. I'm sure that in includes yes. encumbrances <laughs> administratively and in terms of communication, although I think NCAT's done a marvelous job of creating the uh, communications networks that allow people across offices to communicate more and more. But I still feel like even if that weren't true, it would be worth doing because it has been obvious that having these regional offices has been has offered NCAT insights and ATRA insights into what's really at the heartbeat mm -hmm. of what are people's problems, where agriculture needs help, needs NCAT and ATRA services, and I think it's been really helpful. And not just in one region. And not in way. one region. You know, it, yeah. I think that's true. And once again, I'm not the person who does that, but it's a real credit to the people who administratively run oh, the No kidding. No. What show. <laughs> what a lot of work that is. I know that it is. Because yeah. there are always questions having to do with what kind of rent you pay for this office and is that office needing to change location and what kind of employment situation do we have here and on and on. It's just yeah. endless and the more offices the more complicated. However, 
I do think it has really continued to pay dividends in terms of what we actually offer. And our trip to Jackson, Mississippi illustrated it. If we mm -hmm. hadn't really been there on the ground, we wouldn't have had the credibility to help bring partners together who had historically watched each other maybe a little warily. Right. And instead, they began to see each other as potential assets. Mm -hmm. And that takes having a very intentional um, framework, and it takes special kinds of staff, and it takes being there. Right, exactly. So I really believe that's proven to be important, and I, I'm really grateful that INCAD and ATRA have continued to invest in that. And, you know, I would, I guess the only thing I might add would be I think that SARE could, as good as SARE is, could do more in terms of making their, uh, the information that they uncover through their research investments more available and practical. And I think ATRA, in collaborating with SARE, could help with some of that. Mm. I think that because ATRA is on the ground, because ATRA does do frequent updates on important topics, I think ATRA could be monitoring some of that research and help with, help SARE with certain aspects of its outreach. That's an interesting point because um, ATRA tends to be very much a on the ground technical assistance. Yeah. So you need the most up-to-date information you can get to do that. You do. Yeah. And I feel like we've done a marvelous job yeah. of getting it, but I do suggest maybe that would be one little, you asked what, where I see things going in the future, well that might be one example. Sure. But uh, it is not offered in the spirit of criticism. I have none of that. I don't feel any criticism toward ATRA. ATRA's done so unbelievably much with limited resources. You would never imagine how few resources go into this important source of help. So it's not a criticism. It's just one maybe additional idea of where, where this great uh, engine can be applied. Thanks for listening to ATRA, Voices from the Field. Be sure to rate us and leave a review. Please call ATRA with any and all of your sustainable agriculture questions at 1-800-346-9140 or email us at askanag at incat.org. That's A-S-K-A-N-A-G at incat.org. Our two dozen specialists can help you with a vast array of topics, everything from farm planning to pest management, from produce to livestock, and soils to aquaculture. You can get in touch with them and find our other extensive and free sustainable agriculture publications, webinars, videos, and other resources at our website, www.atra.incat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org. At that same address, you can find ATRA resources concerning all the issues that Margaret talked about, including soil health, urban agriculture, cover crops, and internships. So thanks for stopping by. We'll catch you next week, and until then, keep on farming.